You're welcome back to another podcast delivered to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie where you can find all your amazing premium wedding suppliers, venues and blogs and podcasts like this one. So we spoke to a lovely lady. Her name is Quiva. She has an Instagram page called The Irish Bride, but we spoke to her way back when we were in the first lockdown. Quiva herself is getting married and was due to get married on October 16th last and also had to postpone her wedding due to the restrictions. We're delighted to be joined by Yaquiva, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me today. Great. Well, look, I'm delighted to chat to you. We've we've a good bit to get through because uh, let's touch off your Instagram page first. I mean, I remember when you started off and uh, we, we, we followed your page and you've grown your followers to uh, 10,400 um, people and it's amazing. Look, I'm I, I'm I'm a man, right? I know nothing about dresses or flowers or anything like that, but the pictures that you have are absolutely fantastic. So just can you tell us a little bit about your experience of, of starting the Instagram page and, and, and why you started it? Yeah, definitely. So I got engaged in April uh, 2019, and I know, or 2020, um, but basically I was over in Krakow and I was kind of, a little bit on my own. I had lovely, like all my friends and stuff over there, but I felt that I wasn't with my family to kind of plan the wedding. So I just thought I'd start like a little Instagram page to track my progress. And then I kind of like organizing things anyway. Like I love a bit of research and organizing and putting together like all the information. So I said I'd share it. And if, you know, people might follow or might not, I just kind of assumed no one would be that interested. But um, it seemed to take off. And I have like all my friends are very good. They shared it on the story so like that helped it spread and then like the main thing was I suppose people sharing it so it kind of grew from there but the whole goal was really to just offer as much like tips and advice as I could but from a bride's perspective because I found that on Instagram there was quite a few wedding pages but not all of them were a bride to be planning and from the bride's perspective so I think that was kind of what maybe made the page stand out a little bit more yeah absolutely like you're actually in the real part of actually your real bride going yeah. through this and I'd say like I mean the times that we've just gone through over the last kind of eight or nine months you're probably inundated with people asking you questions and uh, like I can see here that you, you're doing a little bit of consultancy service which is brilliant so it's kind of yeah. developed into a little business for you as well yeah so that was um actually before any of the COVID or lockdown happened I just found that like the best part of the page was chatting I like, usually before work I'd get up and I'd have like an hour and I just spend chatting to people on my messages directly, but I could never really get to everyone because wedding is something that everyone has a question on. Like I know I always have questions like where do you get your dress? How long does it take to get your dress? So I found a lot of my time was spent chatting to people back and forth, trying to answer questions and send them pictures or some like ideas and links. And yeah. I just found I wasn't really getting time to get to everyone. So I just came up with this idea that people could actually book in for a service and then like they have a whole hour dedicated to planning their wedding and I kind of give them a hand but what I do is I actually get them to fill out a survey beforehand so I do a bit of research and I spend an hour or two researching before the actual meeting and then when we have our chat we go through everything and then at the end I'll send a follow-up email kind of summarizing everything that we discussed all the different like vendors or suppliers that I recommend to them and some people are just so generous like as well like a lot of suppliers or vendors have offered little like discounts or if someone books through my service they might get 10 percent off or something extra thrown in depending on what the actual like service is and that's kind of a way for someone who's booked an appointment with me to almost make back that money you know yeah, great. that they spend 
yeah. so it kind of worked out very well. It did take a while to kick off because I think I wasn't very sure myself what way I was advertising it, but um, I've noticed in the last like three months it really kicked off and I've been getting a lot more bookings and I'm actually booking out a lot of weeks, which is great. Great, and look for our listeners, they can visit the Irish, um, the Irish Bride.ie. So can we move on yeah. then, because look, you you were due to get married on the 16th of October. Um, yeah. Now, weddings were happening in, on the 16th of October, but you just, you, you postponed into April 2021. Was the postponement based on wanting more numbers at your wedding? Because weddings were happening, I suppose, in October, and, and still are. Um, was What was the main reason for you to postpone from October to April 21? And so we made a decision to postpone back in May or June. Like we kind of spent a week or so just trying to weigh up what the chances. We thought October was like a 50-50 chance of going ahead of full numbers. Like back then, I suppose we were all a bit naive. But we thought that it was likely that we would still get full numbers in October. But um, we both have a lot of friends abroad. So like some, some, we obviously live in Poland for two years. So like a lot of our friends are in Poland. Some of my good friends are in Australia, uh, Abu Dhabi. And then we had relatives like abroad in America. So we just thought like October was a bit risky for people that were traveling from other yeah. countries. And they actually made up such a large yeah, majority so- of our guest list. So that was kind of the main reason we chose. We thought if we push it back six months, at least we'd be guaranteed everyone's there but now I don't think well, <laughs> I look, mean it let's, still seems quite yeah. unlikely <laughs> no well I mean look I think we're all a little bit optimistic because look we still don't have yeah. the crystal ball right I mean look when we spoke yeah. to you in the last lockdown said oh we're going to be grand by October we'll be out of this yeah. mess and then we look at where it's at um, you know look I mean well, look we have the vaccines now and, and we're all a little bit uh, a little bit more cheerful I mean for yeah, our, for our couples listening look as you know I, I'm in a wedding band myself and uh, yeah. one one of the things that popped up um, during level five was the the the, the guideline on, on the music. I mean, for yourself personally, uh, how important is is music to you for your wedding? I think music is very important. I think it adds atmosphere, gets everyone up and dancing, gives a bit crack, and makes it stand out from just like a regular nice dinner out because like you're getting up you're dancing everyone's dressed up and having a great time like live music always adds that fun yeah exciting atmosphere to an event and and even for your first dance and everything you know it's just nice to have that well that's the thing about what they're saying I mean you know the Wedding Band Association and couples and TDs they're all kind of pushing back on this guideline like the truth be known weddings are still going ahead bands are still playing dancing is still happening it all depends on the venue some people see it as as just a guideline and that's just what it is and to try to adhere as much as they can to it Um, but if we go back to your your wedding that's happening in April right you were saying to me the last time you had a band called Sway Social booked and and they're brilliant so when you postponed they weren't available for your new date and then you got a replacement band called The Best Men who I know who are also a fantastic band look it's what's What's astonishing is when the guideline came out, um, without the bands trying to kind of fight back, the couples actually just went crazy. And it's it's great to see that for, for bands because, like, we're Irish and we want a large wedding and we want a full dance floor yeah. and we want a great band and then get the DJ on afterwards. Uh, if yeah. it, so ha- what's your feeling on, on April at the moment? Um, I'm feeling positive about April. I think um, one thing I... I think everyone's kind of got like learned from this experience is you don't actually need to have the massive wedding with like 300 people. Like I've shared so many stories of brides who got married with a 25 and with a 50 and they just had the most amazing day and 
everything yeah. perfect. Um, so I don't think, I think for April, regardless of who we have in terms of numbers, I think it's going to be a really like perfect day for us and it's going to be amazing. Like you can have a party anytime really. You know, you can book a party for two years down the line, but your wedding is special. So you want to have that day in your memory and in a beautiful way. So I think yeah. with the bands, like they do kind of make that, they kind of add to the experience. They kind of make it stand out from a regular yeah. everyday party. So I'm feeling good for April. I think it'd be great. I'm really hoping that we can still have live music. As you said, it is a guideline. So I think if the venues that you have might be more open to, you know, having a bit of live music yeah. there anyway. So. And there's a lot of work going on to try and have the guideline revisited. I mean, there's yeah. all the different, we can all, always ask these different questions. I mean, there was originally six people in level five that moved that to 25 guests and then allowed yeah. inter-county travel. And you kind of question then, well, if you allowed more guests go to a wedding, you know, why Why did you take away the live music? But look, the thing about it yeah. is, the 25 guest number, from my own experience, we've actually been performing, and a lot of the members in the association and bands on WeddingSuppliers.e have been playing the weddings. There is the question, though, right, that where couples might say, oh, like, full band and 25 people. The thing about it is, it's the same as having 100 people. You're 25 guests, and you hit the nail on the head there. They, they just need to be entertained, and that's the reality about it. Yeah. And if the right attitude in saying, you can still have a good time with 25 guests, but look, I think, right, yeah. 50 guests. Let's say 50 for April. I, I think we, we're going yeah. to be good. Um, so, yeah. you know. Optimistic. So look, on your... I'm on your, for 100. Well, we might, get, we might get 100. If we say 50 <laughs> and we get the 100, we'd be delighted. I think, look... Yeah, I, we're winning. I think the government have been very cautious at the moment. It's Christmas time. They're trying to watch the, watch the yeah. case numbers and all that kind of stuff. And and look, thankfully, the live music and dancing is, is only a guideline at the moment. And, and that's... Um, yeah. That's a good thing. But going back to your Instagram page then, so where do you find the... I know that we spoke, uh, when you were having an October wedding, you were thinking about the rustic feel and the leaves and all that kind of stuff. Are yeah. you are you influenced, um, like, is your is your Instagram based around the time of the year that you're going to get married or the colours? Like, if you want to talk to me about where, where do you get the inspiration for your posts and your stories? Um, it's definitely a season does impact it completely. Like I love winter and autumn, as I kind of said the last time. I love your oranges and reds and greens. I think they're beautiful. And I think with winter and autumn, you can really focus on like materials being velvet and textures of your flowers, being like your pampas grass, your dried flowers. It's all very autumnal, and like that would be a huge part of my inspiration for anything winter autumn related. But spring and summer, then I suppose you get your whites and your lighter colours like just kind of go with the weather and that's where I am a little bit more focused now just because I've gone from October to spring so I am loving like my white and my pale pinks and but in general my I don't I do think my wedding vision has changed a lot um just since we last spoke purely because of the change in season but my um like my taste hasn't and that I still love that whole awesome look I think it's beautiful it just doesn't really suit an April wedding as much but I mean Again, when I speak to people on my page, a lot of people are just saying they're going ahead anyway with their colours that they had planned for a winter wedding, for, you know, a summer wedding now or vice versa. And I think it doesn't matter what colours you go for as long as you love it yourself. Like, that's what matters the most. Absolutely, um, yeah. And can I touch off the dress, right? So would you, yeah. I'm assuming you have your dress picked out uh, at oh, this yeah. stage. Um, you know, and look, it's, it's there. And I, I often wonder, like, do you talk to... Do, do, do brides get in touch about that look you know you have your dress now or is it just it's it's, it's in waiting for people to have to postpone and stuff like that so your journey on on, on on getting your dress what kind of a style did you go for? 
And so I think my style was, I never really picked a dress based on the weather, which is probably lucky because I'm in two different seasons. Yeah. But um, I did go for a style that I thought, like, I love a very, I actually love a very simple style. But for my wedding dress, I always wanted to be very, very over the top and dramatic because I just think it's the one day you're like, you well done, I get like away it. with dressing. <laughs> I like again. it. Yeah. So I did go for quite an over the top dress, but um it does have a very traditional feel still, which is what I like as well. Like what I like when I dress is if you looked at it in a picture, you wouldn't really know what time or the year yeah. it's from, you know, like what, if it's from a hundred years ago or from like five years ago or just yesterday, like it is quite timeless, which is what I really like in a dress. Um, but the dress has been a big query that was bride definitely because I have noticed like we, I have my dress now. I have had mine since August, even though my wedding's not until April. And I know a couple of brides have been the same because they've obviously had to postpone, but their dresses arrived. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out how to store it. So I've gotten like a proper storage bag from the bridal shop and I actually just have it in its bag wrapped up, laid out on a spare bed. Oh, and right. then I have like a, a cloth over it just to keep it as protected as possible. But I do take it out like every now and then just to have a look at it. Of course you do. Uh, can I ask the question, <laughs> what about your partner? Is there any kind of sneak previews there? Are you traditional that no, way? No, no, he can't see it at all. But well he, done, we're, yeah. we're actually not living together at the moment. So we both moved home from Krakow and we moved back to our parents' house. So he doesn't, I only see him at weekends. And yeah. so it, does, it limits the risk of him walking in on the dress. Yeah, that is tough as well for you because, like, just to kind of let our listeners know, you did you, the last time I spoke to you, you were living in Poland and you're home now, yeah. and, and which is great for you. Is that difficult then, you know, only being able to see your partner at the weekend and, and stuff? Because it is, it's a complicated time that way for, for moving around and yeah. meeting people. Yeah. No, it is definitely difficult, but you know, it's been such a while, like, quite a while since I've seen my family and he's seen his. So I think we're both very happy just to spend time at home. And even though it's very tough, it is very nice. Like it's almost made us take a step back and appreciate each other that little bit more because now we get to look forward to seeing each other at weekends. We're like really excited about the thought of living together again. It's almost yeah. like, you know, you get that excitement. When before we moved to Krakow, we weren't living together either. So we were just so excited to live together for the first time. And it's almost a little bit like that. We have that to look forward to. Uh, we're going to get married and live together again. And the excitement is there. Up until around, yeah, in February and March. But for now, we're just going to enjoy time with our families and living at home. Yeah, it's an important time. It is an important time of the yeah. year for everybody. And I think on that note, yeah. I mean, the excitement of looking forward to getting back. I know a lot of suppliers were kind of worried, will weddings be the same? I think Irish people do weddings really, really well. And once uh, yeah. once we're all allowed back out there to party, the numbers will probably go to 300 again. But I think what you said is very, very valid. I mean, 25, 50... A hundred. I mean, it's 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 it, it works regardless, doesn't it? I mean, that, and that's what we've yeah, seen as well. And uh, you did mention that you put up a poll about people that say say if someone is in March. This was something we were talking about the other day. If someone's in March or April, right? And and I'll actually put this question to you. So if we have a better kind of end point and we know a little bit more on when we're actually going to get to 100 guests. So if you're getting married in April and we kind of had an end point to say, look, in June, guys, you're going to have 100 people plus at your wedding. Would you just still go ahead in April or would you think about moving to June just to kind of get into that space? Um, I think it would really depend on factors. Like for us, the thought of even postponing a month, but like maybe losing loads of, ben- you know, loads of the benefits and suppliers that you yes. have, that would be a big, 
uh, that would be quite tough. Um, and then I suppose you have to give people enough notice as well. So if they tell us like April that we can, all of a sudden we can have 100 people, but we've already sent our invites out yes. for 25, we might have to just consider keeping to the original plan, sure, because it's so last minute we ask some people to, you know, get a dress and book a room and move in. So it might, I think it would depend. But I have, yeah, I think most people are planning on just going ahead with how it is. But in the, if it was a case of just pushing it back two months, then I think a lot of people would definitely consider um, yeah. waiting because you've already waited so long. At that point, two months might be worth it to have the numbers that you want to have. Yeah, I think it, it, uh, so it's, it's very mixed, isn't it? Everyone has different... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no real um, set trends. Think, yeah, it's very hard. I did, yeah. Most people definitely were saying that they were just going to go ahead. I do think as well people might want to wait because they might have people in their family that might be high risk and they don't want to have the day without them. So like those people might be deciding they're going to wait regardless and see yeah. when all of this kind of blows over. Um, it's a case-to-case so case situation. Yeah, it depends on the case person. Case, yeah, absolutely, on the travel. Well, look, it's been absolutely... Yes. Uh, thank you very much for the time. Uh, I, I know you're busy uh, talking to brides and, and, and doing all kinds of stuff <laughs> and, and getting your wedding planning. Have a lovely Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that I thank can speak to you post-wedding in April to say that you had 200 guests yeah, at your definitely. wedding. And it was an amazing night. Yeah. And you had everything that you wanted. <laughs> so just to remind our listeners, uh, we're talking to Quiva who uh, set up an Instagram page. Uh, I don't know when... Did you set it up in early 2019, was it? Yeah, I think it was end of September or early October last year. So yeah, brilliant. And now you've just a little over a year now. Ten and a half thousand followers. Um, I know nothing about dresses or flowers, but I actually follow you, and I look at all the different beautiful colours, and it's it's really it's it's yeah. inspirational. And it's nice yeah. for any kind of bride just to kind of touch base with you. Your website is theirishbride.ie, yeah. and I wish you every success yeah. with it and every success with your wedding in Thanks April. So much. Thank you, Queen. Thanks so much for having me. Brilliant. I talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.